Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. At this point in our career, 10 years in is It's The Real. It's not so crazy to get recognized at a music venue in New York City, uh, on, the, on the streets of New York City, in the subway of New York City. Right. We have a lane, and that lane is getting recognized in the subways of New York. Yeah. We are the two guys in the orange vests. Come say hi. We are Bill de Blasio and Mr. Met. We are Enos Cantor and Chris Stapps Porzingis. We are two rats fighting over a cold slice of pizza. We are Henny and Palooza. We are your and Yadadamin. <laughs> so... Where it is weird is when you go to an event outside of the world that we live in and still get recognized. Right. Like this weekend, we went up to my high school friend, your regular friend, Bob. Mm -hmm. uh, his family had a pig roast. A pig roast, for everyone out there, is when you insult a pig. Yeah, like, hey, pig, look how dead you are, stupid pig. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck you, pig, with B. Arthur's pig dick. Yeah, pig. <laughs> It was a short roast. Actually, yeah. no, it was like a, a 10, 12-hour roast. I don't know how long you It you was slow-cooked, and it was delicious. It really was. Our friend Bob was like, hey, that guy over there who I work with knows you guys. He recognizes you from online, and, and you should go say hey. And we were like, all right. And he says, it's the guy with the purple shirt. There were two guys with purple shirts. So Jeff went up to one and said, hey. <laughs> and he said... Where it's the real. Yeah. He said, uh, I'm from New Zealand. And then it was like, oh... Cool. And we walked over to the other guy and, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yo, I'm a longtime Twitter fan of you guys. And when I saw you were doing music, I really fucked with it. And I think meeting in person for him was a, was a chance for him to really understand where we come from, what we're about and what our sense of humor is, which is dope because we're more than just Twitter. As you know, we're more than just the podcast or the music or the live events. We're a lot of things. And that was dope. The other event that we got recognized at was our friend Big Waz. He's part of another podcast called The Basketball Friends, TBF. Shout out to all those guys. There's a million of them, by the way. There, there, There's so many there. basketball friends. And uh, should we say who they are? They're Jade, Mariano, Black Trey, Zach Harper, uh, Big Waz. Am I missing anybody else? I, I, there were a lot of people in there the There were building. so many people. Pablo Torre was there. This was It was a dope night. They did a live podcast at the Gotham Comedy Club here in New York. It's funny because Waz moved out to L.A. like a week before. And then yeah, we did the, the going away party. <laughs> and suddenly he's back here and waiting to be celebrated by all of his friends. So we didn't know what we were going to do. He was just like, hey, can you give me 10 minutes? And we were like, sure. We wouldn't be surprised if we had to like rap battle him or talk basketball or whatever. He just honestly wanted us to go up there and take some time and riff. And we did. There was a lot of love in the building. We got a great response. We went to the after party downstairs afterwards. Ow. And one guy in particular walked up to us and he was like, yo, I've seen you guys retweeted by a whole lot of people that I know and respect. And I always thought, why do I need not one, but two more white guys talking about hip-hop in my life. Right. He was like, there's a million of you. Uh, uh, am I playing him or me in this situation? Um, play him. Okay. So there's a million of you guys out there, like Peter Rosenberg or whoever else, white guys talking about hip-hop, and I don't need you know these two more. But But what did he say afterwards? He said that there's a lot of guys he finds funny and that we were funnier than them and that seeing us on stage really made him a real fan and that it's 20 more dollars in our pocket anytime we ever do an event in new york he was like you got a fan for life shout out to him because like one he was honest and two because he's rocking with us now and something really clicked with us right there which was that there may be people out there who don't know our story who don't know the complete it's the real arc and for anyone out on the west coast 
in particular, because we have a show coming up on November 2nd, we're going to give you guys a chance to really get to know us. For an hour before showtime, we will be there for an exclusive Q&A session, an exclusive meet and greet, an exclusive chance for those people who buy the VIP tickets to really get to know it's the real. This podcast every week is a chance for us to help share someone else's story. And that could be Angie Martinez, it could be Cardi B, it could be Lenny S, it could be Lozy Vert, whoever. Whoever it, it could is. be you. It could well, you know, are you still playing the other guy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it could be one the, of us. Yeah. Our show on November 2nd at the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles is going to have our music and it is going to have podcast elements and it is going to have a lot of bits and stories and a lot of fun, but it's also going to have an hour before for the VIPs that's inspirational, that's informational, that's a chance to really get stories from two guys who have seen and been through a lot in 10 years and we really want to connect with you guys on another level. So go to itsthereal.com right now and if you're not going to be in the building, if you're not even going to be in Los Angeles, please spread the word to your friends and family and let them know that It's The Real is coming to town and we're going to put on a hell of a show, again, an hour beforehand for the VIPs and for general admission, a full hell of a show. I don't even know how late it's going to go because I don't think we have a deadline, but no. go to itsthereal.com right now and get those tickets. Jeff. Who's on the podcast today? Today on the podcast, we have Cootie and Chike. Hey, longtime friends. Longtime friends of the room. Cootie and Chike are the music video directors behind such classic, hashtag classic, videos like uh, Kanye's Through the Wire. Just stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. You should stop right there. Go listen to the podcast, guys. Yeah. No, actually, there's so much more starting from like... Uh, cooties from the wild hundreds in chicago yeah and how he had a gun literally shoved into his face and uh survived that how chike grew up in new orleans and an alligator almost bit his arm off but there's the professional stuff too like when they shot a music video for erica badu down in dallas where she was naked when they had the 30 for 30 documentary that they did for espn benji they've got a movie coming out we had a, we had a i mean it is out now we had a really exciting time with these guys catching up and hearing their full journey and we're really excited to share it with you guys jeff when do you want to get into it right after i was gonna say right now but i really switched it up on you guys mm -hmm. right after you leave a comment and a review on iTunes because that is how you get new listeners. Wait, wait, are you still that guy from Long Island right now? Hey, I'm that guy from Long Island right now, and I'm telling you, leave a comment and a review. That's the same thing on iTunes, so that we can write. So that we, meaning, uh, wait. Okay, just leave a review. <laughs> Perfect. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up, Eric, a.k.a. Super Mario Brothers Time Warp, a.k.a. I'm on a new level. Yo, what up, it's Chef, a.k.a. Bloody Shoes, a.k.a. Bruno Mollies. Hey, it's uh, Cootie, Chi-Town, Southside, Wild Hunters, you know where it is. <laughs> I, can't, I can't compete with y'all, man. <laughs> Yo, it's Chike, you know what I'm saying, Third Ward, New Orleans, representing. Yeah. yeah, and this is a waste of time, but this is the real. We wanted to start talking about the good days of MTV, right? So you guys first met while you were at MTV, right? Well, well Chike worked there. I, I, I never worked there. We just started doing through the wire there. Right, right. Sneaking in MTV sneaking for in. me. But other than that, he worked there. But you were in the building. Yeah, in the building. Did you go to the Christmas party? Yeah. Oh, shh, man. The holiday <laughs> parties were crazy. I mean, 
that was like you you spent your whole week looking forward to the holiday party <laughs> with the outfit you was gonna get and everything and you was coming yeah. up too yeah listen like the whole industry shuts down on like december 1st so like you're only looking forward to the holiday party and nothing it was no holes bar was no rules it was like vegas whatever happens at the holiday party stays at the holiday party and that's like rich mtv yeah. oh like, yeah it was paper like, it was yeah. it was money in the game like, then now yeah. it's like they have it like in the building nah this know? shit like, was like hammer st- it was like wait it was on 34th street I yeah it. oh it was just like lobster tails already picked out to just flesh of lobster <laughs> and abundance people making a lot of mistakes that night, yeah you know, for like, sure yeah. <laughs> a lot <laughs> so what were you doing then? i was doing motion graphics so basically uh i was a uh, a, a junior designer i would package up the shows so like read this like rock and jack baseball or like I did even the, the VMAs or different shows. I would sort of meet with the producers of the show, and then I'd help devise, like, a look of the show. So, like, bumpers when they go in on a commercial, the yeah, show open, interstitials, yeah. like, uh, all the lower thirds. So, it just kind of give it the, the show its entire look. Do they look. stick you in some room with an Avid, like, somewhere? Nah, so I actually, because it was all art, like, the way they worked over there for us, we all were artists. So, we were, like, in a big open space, and it was just the illest artists. Like, it was cats that were dope typography dope graphic designers and they took the shit serious like they were winning mad awards at the time so it was we were all about like it was it was like less about mtv and more about artists really just trying to make their mark like everybody who was in that room was like super successful how did you end up meeting chike and sneaking into the building okay well mm-hmm. um you know from chicago and in chicago i was started i started to film kanye you know and he wound up moving to new york so I'm like, I got to get to New York. So I moved to New York. And when I came here, you know, we was day-to-day filming. And, and this girl, Yasmin Richard, knew I had all this footage. So she was like, uh, can you, you know, come in? And she wanted to put the footage in the you here first. And, and when we went, we were working on that. She was like, I want to introduce you to, like, all the, you know, blacks, <laughs> you know, black people that work at MTV. I'm yeah. like, bet. Let's go. <laughs> and we went, and Chike was one of the first people that I met. He wasn't the only black guy at MTV. <laughs> yeah. no, I've got a few yeah. other Okay, yeah, just making <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little crew, though. Yeah. There wasn't yeah, many, though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely wasn't many. <laughs> so she I met them all. Yeah. Like that, 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 that like, Bill Bellamy. Sway. Ananda Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caduce. Yeah, yeah, Caduce. So Chicago born and raised, South Side. What was growing up out there like? It was one of them things like Chicago is a, you know, a real segregated city. You know what I mean? When it comes to race, when it comes to gangs, when it comes to, you know, just period. We segregated. I mean, even light skin to, to dark skin, blacks. You know what I mean? We yeah. Just, and, 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 um, and growing up was, you know, I couldn't, there's like a lot of places I couldn't go. You know what I mean? But it was, it was the hood. You know what I mean? My, um. My mom, and luckily I had my mother and father who kept me out of a lot of trouble, even though I rebelled against that. <laughs> be out with my friends doing, you know, the, doing whatever we weren't supposed to be doing. Right. And, um, but, um, you know, God saved me through all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through my mother's prayers and God, you know, he uh, looked out for me. So did I you, didn't go through did much. Did you see life beyond Chicago? Uh, no, no, not really. You know, in Chicago, you pretty much stay right where you at. If you're on the block, you that's where you usually be. But see, I would travel from my block to go around like downtown or go to High Park and places like that because uh, I didn't want to really stay in the hood. So I just venture out, you know what I mean, to yeah. like different parties and, and things like that. But, you know, not as far as traveling wasn't none of that. And what was the first camera you got a hold of? The first camera was my mom's camera. It was, well, my father actually bought it, and I just seen some video of him 
doing a lot of filming back in the, when he first bought it. I, I always thought my mother was the one. Mm-hmm. My father was doing it as well. It was a, a VHS, yep. you know, yeah. whatever, uh, Sony, <laughs> whatever. You yeah. know? And I, I remember I took it one day and, I, and um, I just started filming like all the pictures that was around in the living room and I'm like oh, I'm a, oh and I I went to the radio and I turned on uh uh what's the day when I'm dudes boys to men yeah. mama yeah. mama <laughs> you know I love so I'm going around with the camera real like I guess cinematic yeah yeah, yeah. you know I'm like hitting the pictures and and then through I the wire before through the wire <laughs> through, really really through the wire before through the wire <laughs> And, my, and I showed my sister and mother them, and I'm talking about they bawled out crying, and I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. I just drew this emotion out of that Oh, <laughs> man. And and I'll be in high school, too. This guy, Terry Davis, uh, was like the radio TV teacher. So he was like showing me stuff. And, and my sister, she um, she did radio TV before me. She's two years older than me. So in grammar school, I would go up there because they had an after-school thing. And I was more like cock blocking. You know, my brother like, you go up there after school and make sure. So I'm more like the cock. But I was learning and seeing stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is, you know. So my freshman year, Terry Davis put me on the camera at my orientation. So I'm like working the camera, my orientation. Like I already went to the school. Yeah, so, yeah, I, you yeah. know, that helped me out. That helped me out a lot. My sister, Tanya, Tanya Simmons, she really, you know, did a lot for me. Like she don't even know what she did. For Were me. you filming other stuff outside of school? No, no. Besides the the stuff I might shoot with my mom camera. No, other than that, it was just had the camera. But then I remember one time we got to use the camera, and I went and shot my boy uh, Hollis Rock and Danny Cox. They was a rap group, and we went behind the, the famous mural. You know that yeah, mural yeah, with uh the, with Harold Washington yeah, and, and Jesse and. So we were right, right there and we shot like a little guest video, yeah. which I got to see what that's in. I see that. <laughs> so tell me about like, how did um, Channel Zero start? Okay, Channel Zero was uh, was an idea this guy Danny Sorge had. You know, I used to do stand-up comedy. I was with, y'all might not believe it just off why I'm talking now, but. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't find you funny at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Daddy, um, he, he had an idea, said, man, I got this camera. Let's go around and like, you know, interview people outside the concert, you know, and you, you you do the interviews. I'm like, I'm with it, but I said, let's go in the concert. Let's go in there and interview the artists and the people outside. So we, I mean, it was a Buster Rhymes concert, so we stuck in the concert, period. And we filming <laughs> us doing everything. You snuck in with your camera. With the camera. Yo, that, that's so on brand for you. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Buster Rhymes, we came out, the, he came out his dressing room, we right there with the camera running, bang. <laughs> He was like, man, you can't be doing that. Right. Man, y'all race that tape, right? <laughs> and back in the day, VHS, you had the only way you can erase is by recording over. Right. So we was recording over the tape. Of course, we erased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had all the audio from Buster Rhymes just talking garbage to us <laughs> and all. So all you see is the floor and you hear Buster. <laughs> so we aired that episode. And we aired Buster Rhymes just like, what do y'all, you know, just going <laughs> off on us. It was something that you would be embarrassed about. Right. But people loved it. That was that was on Channel 19 Public Access. But so so that was it. And then Danny um kind of like you know started cutting hair more. You know it was a, a barbershop mellow swing. We would go that he cut at. That's where I met Kanye. All of that happened right there. And more swing. importantly, it's where you met Ivan. <laughs> Ivan, yeah, yeah. yes. But, you know Ivan was definitely yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the but the Channel Zero stuff traveled. Like yeah. Young Guru was here yesterday, right? And he was like, when we were at Howard. Those videos came around and like we all like were watching them and were fascinated yeah. by them. So did you know that? Did you know that those videos like had legs? So if we 
shoot an interview with Shaq when he came to Chicago. We'd be like, here, take this, you know, tape. And he'd take it. And everybody we gave the tape to, I remember like a year or two after that, I seen Shaq again. I'm like, yo, Shaq, what's up? It's Cootie Channel Zero. He's like, Cootie Channel Zero, I know who you are, man. <laughs> oh, the fight. He started talking about the whole episode. Him, <laughs> Method Man, everybody would do that. Man. So we knew that, you know, we had something. Louisiana. Yeah. New Orleans. What was growing up down there like? Uh, it was amazing. I had a, a very unique uh, experience because um, my mother and my aunt, they really, I think, had a vision for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and for them, I was able to kind of... I grew up in the third ward in Jackson and Drive, so it's a pretty notorious neighborhood. But they sent me to a a, a private school. Um, I was probably I was like the only black in my class since I can remember. And one time, one of one of my boys came. So he's two Sway. blacks. Sway wasn't there. Yeah. Sway wasn't there. Right, 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 right. Juice was not there. Was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one there. Yeah. But, uh, but it was a trip that experience because I went to that school from kindergarten all the way to twelfth grade. So I'd go to literally you know, an all white school would come back to an all black neighborhood. You know what I mean? And then and it was just like the extremes like that my school was in like nine oh two and oh it was like an extreme private school. And my neighborhood was an extreme like cats is getting murdered. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it would be like I saw, and then in, and in the middle of that, I go to, uh, I call it a second home, but like my nursery was the Jewish community center. So like I literally grew up at the JCC, you know what I'm saying? So I had a, a weird cultural yeah. exchange, which was dope because I think it's given me a perspective of the world that's different from most people. Totally. So um, I have empathy with a lot of different cultural groups, you know what I mean? How big was the arts for you in that private school? You know, we had an, an art program. It wasn't huge, but where I kind of got my my mother this is a funny story because i used to wake up and i used to always do like not like most kids i wouldn't really run to the television with the cartoons i'd go and get construction paper and i was always building stuff and so uh but i love sports so she made like this kind of bargain with me like if i wanted to play sports i had to go to like arts camp because she recognized that i was actually talented at it, art and so uh i was like all right because I, I didn't mind the art you know what i mean so i was like cool and um it's funny because that's what I wound up falling. I mean, the sports didn't really work out, but <laughs> <laughs> so I wound up falling back on the on the art. And uh, but I actually went to this the the program that had the biggest impact on me was this was this other private school called Country Day, and they had a creative arts camp that I would go to almost every summer. And that camp, like, really, I mean, we were doing all creating all these kind of paper mache masks and playing instrument like it was just it was a dope experience yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah so if it wasn't filmmaking what else would it be creatively uh cooking cooking I definitely would have probably gone to culinary school yeah are you still nice now i'm decent okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i like the two i'm good i let i'll let the people speak on that <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying but i do a little something in the future. yeah back to chicago you meet kanye west mm -hmm. what are the circumstances of that like he's how old He's um, about 45. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been 8, 17, 18 around there. What is it about him that speaks to you? I mean, I re well, I remember the first time when he when he um, came up to the barbershop. Because the barbershop used to be No ID's uh, studio. Where they would be. And then Dave and Brennan, who was a group called Mellow Swing, bought the studio and made it a barbershop. But I remember Kanye came up there with Aisha the Izzo, yeah. the track. And you know, I'm like, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. I'm like, what's that? Ooh, like what? You know, do, do you know that that, yeah. that sample? And that was like my first introduction. And then I would like be with like a Cap One or somebody going around Chicago because they was like the emerging artists at the time. And uh, we'd go to Kanye crib to get beats, and they doing stuff with him. And uh, and I just noticed how. 
charismatic he was and how, you know, he got in front of the camera and started rapping. And then, you know, he was just, he was that, I'm like, this dude, this, this the one, he, gonna, he the one that's going to make it. And then he, he had a show with the Go-Getters, GLC and Timmy G. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just seen him on stage. I was like, no, this dude is, he is just like, everything was just registered. I'm like, I got to do like a Hoop Dreams on him because I just seen Hoop Dreams was crazy. And I'm like, oh, this would be a dope. Hoop Dreams, because that was, you know, that's one of my favorite docs, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because of the time they took to make it, and they stuck with it, and they made it happen, and and uh, that's pretty much what we got, you know, with Kanye. But, but like, he made it. Yeah, but like, but like, so AG. you're doing that, do you have like a job on the side? Do you have like a, <laughs> like a, a timetable for yourself? Well, yeah, well, you know, I, I was doing comedy, yeah. so I was um, professional. I did BT's Comic View two season. Crazy. Yeah, so I was like traveling the world doing it, I was making money, but that's when I was hated it but i'm gonna tell you the, the first time i went up though i'm like okay my boy's like you you funny man let's write write some jokes and i and dion cole was one of my good buddies dion and crazy yeah and, and b cole because b cole went to school with me so i used to like we used to you know talk about each other in the hallway and i used to kill him i'm like, <laughs> he, I'm like he doing comedy and dion? you know so i'm like i'm about to i'm about to do it and the first person to bring me on stage was Bernie Mac. Whoa. So I went to Cotton Club every uh, Monday. used to do open mic. And Bernie Mac would be in the front. You come through the door, Bernie Mac is right there on the stage. And this guy, Jimmy Spinks, if y'all remember Car Wash, the big yeah, guy yeah, in yeah, Car yeah. Wash, he'd be at the bar. He was like his host. I mean, a side host. And then they, you know, then you come in. If you come in with something bogus, Bernie would get on you <laughs> or comedians. But so, so this one guy went up before me, and he bombed. And when he was, you know, when nobody was laughing, he was like, and just left the stage. He's like, I'm gone. <laughs> and then Bernie Mac came up there. He said, man, you don't leave the stage. You, you, you stay up here. You do it. You know, he went off on him. He's like, you do it, man. You, you going to do it. You know, so he was just giving me all what I needed. Yeah. And the confidence to go up there. Because he told me what to do. He said, you got to, you know, and I, and I give it to Bernie. But, you know, it's God working through him. Just like, so I went up there and I rocked it. And I started doing comedy from there, there out. And, um. And like I said, when I started making money, when it became a job, I just stopped liking it. You really? Know what I mean? It was like, oh, I got to go through this old folks home. And <laughs> yeah. I got to go do this, you know, so. And, uh, and then I felt, I really fell in love with film filmmaking. I just seen how people like reacted to Channel Zero and reacted to footage. I was showing Kanye footage and, and even Cheek A. When I met Cheek mm-hmm. I showed him Channel Zero and. And he was like, "Yo, that was that's the craziest shit I ever seen." I was like, "Yo," but but more so than what they were sh- shooting was the stylistically how they were shooting it, and, and the whole like just the composition, and the way he would the, the shots that he was getting, the the, the lo-fi like um, typography and everything. It was like this, the the pace of it. It was just something that I had never really seen before, except for like maybe like Liquid Television, how Liquid Television that was the closest thing. But this was like doing that, but like within the urban landscape, that was retarded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, oh, this blew it blew my mind. And then that's what gave us the confidence because I was like, man, whoever's doing this, they're thinking on a whole another level to be able to put this together. And I could relate to some of the things that they were, that's our conversation started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real quick, I got to shout out Titty Head Ted and 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 Sean. I mean, and uh, Ted and uh, Sonny. Yeah. They was a part of Channel Zero mm-hmm. too as we was coming. I always talk about Danny just because you know me and him kept it going and it was moving a lot on it. But uh, it was it was them guys as well. Yeah, so I had to get them shot out. And so you guys actually like connect in New York. Jazz brought him literally to the to my um, desk. desk. You know, like I, I was explaining the other day. Like I, it takes me a while to warm up to people. Like I'm not the type of person that like we meet and then we kicking it. Like it takes a while. You know what I mean? So, but he actually was wound up kicking it with my roommate, and my roommate was mad introverted at the time. Like he didn't really go out at all. 
but he was in the streets all the time. I'm like, damn, this dude must be super cool to have my roommate in the streets like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so then, uh, and then I, you know, I said, let me go out, let me go out with him. And we went out and kicked it. Like I saw what it was, his personality. And I was like, dang, we never, st- I mean, we probably kicked it every day, every day since then. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And we really just kicked it for like a year before we actually, before that conversation happened about Channel Zero, we had probably kicked it for like a year. And then, I saw the Channel Zero, and that's when we started developing. And he called me about, uh, and he was in LA with Kanye, and hit me up talking about like, man, uh, we got this video idea, you know, because he had seen what I was doing with the motion graphics. Like, we got this video idea, we got this concept. Uh, would you be interested? We don't have any money. And you yeah, said, but, but you would said you be? no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was like, man, fuck you. Yeah. But I was like, man, hell yeah. And, and uh, you know, he was like, you know, can you just help us bring it to life? You know what I mean? Because they, they had all the, the they had all the materials necessary already. He already had all this footage he shot. You know what I'm saying? They just needed a way to just kind of put a visual to it. Was there any part of you that was just like, okay, we're doing this at my job. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get fired. Like, can we... I mean, was there any part of you that was just like... Nah, because no, okay. I'm not... That's not even my personality. So, like, if I like something, I'm like, I'm balls to the wall. Pause. Like, I'm not thinking about getting fired. I'm just like, what do we need to do to make it happen? And plus, I knew too many people in the building, so and <laughs> we were already doing that. I mean, I already had side hustles going on anyway, so this, this was like the smallest yeah, side yeah. hustle I was worried about. So I was like, but then we we, we, we brought the troops together, you know what I'm saying? And uh, man, we was up in like, I had a cat at Nickelodeon. I had my boy VH1, Jason, who was at Nickelodeon handling the flame. So these are machines that at the time, you were spending thousands of dollars an hour just to get on and, and dude was young like us. So everybody was like, everybody knew what we had, knew it was special, wanted to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so let's put this into perspective. You were following Kanye around for how long? For uh, I mean on and off, you know. Right. But yeah, yeah, mainly yeah. when he moved to New York is when we was day to day more so. But how many like VHS tapes did you have of him? <laughs> Man, not even VHS. I got the uh, mini DV. Oh yeah, yeah. We had the um, the Canon joint, and dude, I got so many like, bags, duffel bags, <laughs> and shoe bags. boxes full, and you know. And I'm gonna guess and everybody that I was filming because I film a J. Ivy or Takita, the first lady Wu Tang. Yeah. You know, I just was, I just fell in love with filming. And know? I'm gonna guess no interns to catalog all this stuff. Still like, to this day we haven't cataloged. We yeah. kinda started that we realized, man, we we gotta get somebody in here to break this stuff. Yo, this stuff I mean and, and mini mini D V is like long gone. But like yeah. do you have to like convert them to No, we like, got like a, we got they still have decks. So you just connect the deck and you can route it to your computer. Yeah, right. And, and uh so it's it's uh it's pretty easy but it is old and it is sensitive. The tapes are mad sensitive. The heads on them are real sensitive. So yeah. you have to um, see that's a pause. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a pause. That's, 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 a, that's a bigger pause than my yeah. last pause. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought about it for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't. So the thing is, once you open up one pause, you got to be yeah. conscious throughout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have all this footage, and the goal, like ultimately, was to do like a hoop dreams. Yeah. But now, how does the idea come to take all that and put it into like a four minute video for Kanye? I mean, well, like he was saying when we. Uh when we was watching this one hype, we, you know, he had the accident. I went to L.A. We was watching this hype Williams video, and Kanye was like, "Man, I hate that the, the, how he was doing the letterbox in three quarter. A lot of videos started doing that. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, he's like, I don't like that. That's whack. And I was like, Well, well, let's do ours in a Polaroid. Let's make ours look like a Polaroid on on on, on the screen. He was like, Man, we could say we could do the whole video. We could do the, we could do through the wire like that. I was like, Yeah, we could put the documentary footage in the Polaroids. And then I went to this editor 
and just start editing up the story. Like just I just did a whole edit of, of the song with the with the with the whatever clips that I picked and um and then that's what we call Chica. What was the what was the process like and how long did it take to put uh, together? The process took a while just because uh because of our approach of how we, we had to do it and trying to figure out like, you know, at the time the technology wasn't as especially with like keying and green screening, it wasn't as, as easy as it is now. So it was just a lot of, uh, of uh, trial and error to try to get this board right. I mean, and <laughs> what we winded up actually coming up with is totally different than what we started with. It's even totally different than what we actually showed. Dan, we actually kind of used what we showed to get more money to actually go and, and, and do it properly. So it kind of took us back to the drawing board again. But uh, so the initial idea was what then? So the initial, so basically, he Cootie had all, all this. They had cut up all the footage already to kind of tell the story. We just need to figure out the visual to put on it, and then I kind of had come up with some mock-ups. But then we were all they had come back to New York, and we were all sitting around in in MTV looking at some of the stuff that I had designed and going through some. And we were looking at a magazine, and I don't know if it was either you Kanye. or Kanye. Kanye saw this Adidas ad that that had like this uh these photos collaged on like a on like a cork board and that's kind of we just ran with that like it looked exactly <laughs> like perfect. what it was perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we just kind of you know took it and made it our own which is why he now works with adidas gotcha okay god works in weird ways guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it premiered at 4040 i'm guessing right yeah yeah, yeah. so talk about dope. that night that night was crazy like uh that's when i'm like mama i made it type of nights just because you were in this room at least for me you know cootie probably a little bit different because he had been interacting with a lot of these people in chicago at that level i had only kind of seen them coming in through mtv and even at the time kanye we didn't look at kanye like that because he was just one of us trying to hustle him right now you know he's still one of us yeah yeah, 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 but i mean at at the time it was like nobody had done anything yet i mean he was the furthest because he had produced these tracks but you just you know it was one of us so um he could still come into the building and nobody knew who the hell he was. But, um, man, so be up at, to be in there and then you have, like, Dame, Dad, like... And what was the reaction like in the room when, uh, like, the oh, video came on? Oh, I mean, chill bumps are just, uh, just, uh, there's everything. Because, you know, we did, uh, I think one of the main things that helped Kanye was the EPK we did. You know what I mean? We, uh, put together this whole EPK like I didn't know. That was the thing. It's, it, the title was <laughs> I Didn't Know. Yeah. So, I uh, took, we took all the, like, um, rap that he was like just rapping to people yep and everybody like dang like pharrell <laughs> snapping so pharrell was the one to say that i didn't know <laughs> you keep coming back to pharrell or channel zero style yeah. like i didn't know every time he raps up he come out i didn't know and then, and then at the end we said now nah, you know so that right there set it off and then we hit you with the video boom they was yeah. like i had to show it man. twice it's one of the ones when it, you know that's when you know you got something like yeah. now cats be premiering the wackest videos i'm like why are you, everybody like right. what are you doing that for you yeah. know what i'm saying but we knew we had some you know you know you have something special when you're di- when you're directed and it, it's not like a, a um a arrogant thing it's just a thing where probably most directors have when you just have a vi- just like you already see your story from beginning to end you already see the impact that that story can have you yeah. know what i mean so it, you've already calculated it so you kind of know you know this is gonna like man the crowd's gonna just like you know timing like he knows the comedian he knows he has beats he knows when people are gonna laugh at certain things you know what i mean it's the same thing you know how the audience is gonna react you yeah. Know? yeah yeah but like chike said mama i made it we didn't make it there right so after that a big hype yeah. they see we know we not can't put the song out. Yeah. Shaka Khan won't clear the sample. We like, huh? <laughs> Shaka Khan won't clear the sample I mean, for weeks to the point we went. I went to the meeting with the lawyer, and he like, 
We told her, we told her she, he's from Chicago. They almost died. You know, not, and not even saying shock. It was probably like her people. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but she wouldn't, they wouldn't clear it, right? And I used to do these barbecues every Sunday at my crib in Harlem when I moved there. And uh, Kanye and John Legend, everybody would just come through because we just, you know, hanging out. And, I, and, um, and one day my boy J.B. Marshall brought Shaka Khan's son through. And, he, and we like kicking it. They said, we like, let's show him the video. So we show him the video. He seen the video. He was like, oh, man, I got to show my mom this. He was like, I got to, man, let me, can I take this? We like, yeah, do it. Boom. He took it. And and I like I say, I, I said yesterday, it might have been a week later that she said she cleared it. But it might have been a month. But I just yeah, like to right. say yeah, a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a week crazy. The next day she could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she cleared it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you make it seem like it's like a very casual thing, but was it actually a really calculated thing where you were like, let's, we can't get to Shaka. Right. Let's get her kid. Yeah, yeah. Totally uncalculated. No, no, no. God, God. Yeah. yeah. God. Totally I mean, JB, I don't, he had to meet him because yeah. JB from Chicago too. So I don't know how they met or what happened with that, but he brought him through. Mad random. So, Mad like, random. It's, it's so easy for, for like, young people now in 2017 to be like, well, you know, it's Kanye West, like, you know, but back then, like, Chicago's not on the map like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Common, obviously, mm -hmm. but it's not even like, it's not even like B Common. This is like, mm -hmm. you know, still sort of localized. Mm -hmm. um, what did it mean for, and not just somebody who was like, your guy's age, your guy's friend, your guy's, like, you know, circle to make it, but somebody from the Midwest to make it on Rockefeller Records, which is the biggest thing like mm -hmm. short of like bad boy right like but what did it mean with us it was like we was on the journey with you know what i mean so it wasn't like we it, it was like we was all every step we were right there so it just i mean it was great but it was great for all of it. you know it was like it wasn't a thing like oh shit he made it oh <laughs> man look at like you know it was like we're making it and things are happening and you know so I never looked back and said, "Oh, dang, he made that's crazy." Not even when I he knew got he was gonna make it. I already seen him make. It. I already seen him winning Grammys. I seen everything yeah. that happened, so it really wasn't no no shock to me. It was like, okay, yeah. What was Chaining Day like? Oh yeah, that was crazy. Well, at first, you know, we really couldn't shoot in the in a in the <laughs> you know in the arena because they if you shoot when in the arena, that ever stopped you though? <laughs> right? No, it didn't. It didn't. Right. <laughs> I snuck the shot. I did though. So we there, we backstage. And uh, when we went out to the when he went out to the front, so we all out there and then Dame up there and then Kanye come out. I'm like, I just turned the camera on and went on the stage with the camera <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm getting this yeah and shot it and that that's what yeah. happened. And what you gotta realize is like right now it's, it's such a different time because now content is king like everything YouTube's and all this. There wasn't YouTube's around. Nobody was caring about you. Didn't even like the cameras weren't even as sophisticated now, where it was that easy just to have a point and click. That's like looks like a, a camera, but it's shooting high quality video. Right, so like it's not like a real subtle thing. Right, to have it's a obvious to yeah. have a camera. So like, and it, it was a and, it, and you looked at it as like. Uh, who, who not the normal person didn't just have somebody that was you know that was like yeah. Muhammad Ali right. would have somebody but other than that you know what I'm saying yeah. so yeah. like the fact that uh you know he was he was doing something super innovative that people started recognizing even Dame would tell him and like but now it's like commonplace right yo you know? I, I talk about this all the time like Spiff TV you know who run, ran around with like Ross and now is with French and everything like 
it was such a weird thing to have him like trail, you know, Ross yeah. around. It was really rare, you know, for you to like follow Kanye around. Today, it's just like everyone's got yeah. one. You know? Even right. yeah. uh, Scooby Doo on the corner yeah. got somebody following him, personal Instagram photographer. You don't even know who dude is. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys decide? Okay, you do one video and it's out of this world phenomenal. Were you guys like, cool, now we're a team and we're going to do everything moving forward? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We thought it was going to be like, you know, how like Outcast was rocking with, um, but Brian Barber, you know what I mean? It just that's what it felt like it was gonna be. Yeah. You know I mean? So, so next up is Jesus Walks or Two Words or next, next up was um was All Falls Down. All Falls which Down. We didn't right. Do. Right. But we did, but we did Two Words. But we we didn't put it out. We did we um shot Two Words and actually had the video for a minute. But the single was All Falls Down, so right. they came out with with that that we didn't. Chris Milk did that. Right. Which right. Which is right. a great director, but. We were supposed to do it. (laughs) (laughs) We were supposed to do it. In doing two words and and Jesus Walks, that was, again, not really a big budget, right? Like, that was just sort of... Yeah, now we never had a budget, really, a big budget with Kanye. I can tell you the story of Jesus Walk, though, because you know know Jesus Walk was... um, Kanye did two Jesus Walk videos before he called about... Because I wrote the treatment before we even did Through the Wire. We had that treatment already ready for jesus walk i mean before the accident and everything because that was the one that spoke to you yeah uh yeah that was definitely was the one that spoke to me and he and kind of had a good idea to have dave Chappelle play play jesus so we like oh so we wrote this whole story and how we gonna make it happen and, and know, did you know dave yeah yeah we yeah. Knew dave. we yeah. Uh, we used to kick it with Dave all the time because <laughs> we would go to the show yeah. you know what i mean and and hang out liz uh, shout out to liz but uh when after he did the two videos me and chike leaving out the club four in the morning on a friday morning right Four in the morning, and I get a call from Kanye, and I'm like, "Oh, what kind? What he want? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah. I know he wants. It can ready. only be good news at four a.m. <laughs> right, boy. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, yo, what's up, man? He like, uh, he said, man, you know the the videos I did didn't give me the feeling. I need the sewing. It wasn't the soul wasn't any. He's like, man, let's do the one that that we wrote a while back. I'm like. Uh, okay, when uh, when you trying to make this happen? He was like, Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, and I know Kai hate for you to say you can't do nothing or, you know, he won't eat. So I'm like, I bet. Well, I said, well, we got to shoot in Chicago. We in New York. He like, I right, cool. So we get up, me and Chike early. Chike calling around for film. We calling, I'm calling crew and, and my people in, in uh, Chicago. We shot film then, you know what I mean? We shot, well, we had bought the 16 millimeter camera. So from we that. To, from that, yeah. yeah well, I got Frey help us get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, we, uh, so we wind up, um, he wound up not calling us back to after seven. You know what I'm saying? PM. <laughs> and, you know, we ain't got no money or nothing. Right. So when he called us back with the credit card, now we had to switch everything up to L.A. because they three hours behind, get stuff shipped from L.A., get our plane tickets, fly to Chicago the next day, get locations. Had, we had to teach the kids how to do the Jesus walk with my girl Shocky, yeah, yeah. which is the dance that I came up with, yeah. by the way, the Jesus What's walk. What's crazy is we actually shot more footage than even made the video. Yeah, like, we actually had to take footage. stuff that didn't even make the cut. Yeah. yeah. We had a we whole had a scene. Chinese, we had yeah. a Chinese Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we had a whole scene in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in like the jewelry store. Yeah, didn't even get Chinese yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But, uh, but we, yeah, we, and we made it happen. And, um, by and by Sunday. By Sunday. <laughs> That's the Lord's Day. Yeah, yeah. Lord. So, um, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out like what was the what was the concept of the video because um, you had this extra scene with the Chinese Jesus. 
You mm-hmm. had Dave Chappelle, who was supposed to be Jesus, but then wasn't. And then you had the white Jesus, who was actually in the video. And was really mixed. So so the Jesus in the video is the Danny, who I've been telling you all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was him? him. <laughs> Danny is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was Kayad. He was like, let's get Daddy to play Jesus. We like, bet. Let's do it. Yeah. Of course, Danny came late. Yeah. <laughs> Kids walk across water. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was in Mellow Sweets. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Mellow Sweets. <laughs> But uh, the concept was like that, you know, that like, you know, people put when they think about Jesus, they just think strict and think like Jesus is us. Jesus is cool. Jesus is whatever you want Jesus to be because he's there for us. He's he's, uh, you know, I'm really I'm not religious, but I'm real spiritual. But Jesus is of God to me. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, and then that makes us all of God. And we want to show that Jesus is really whoever you want him to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, you know, of God. Right. And uh, and that was like the thought and that he was cool and funny and you ain't got to be serious all the time, but he will look out. Right. You know, like the, 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 the refrigerator scene with no, no food and he closing and open up his food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, then he don't even say thank you to Jesus. <laughs> he just grabs the food and walks past <laughs> Jesus, you know what I mean, without yeah. saying thank you. And and the guy with the crutches, uh, which is Ice Gree, old school Ice Gree. Yeah, yeah. He tapped him. He next, you know, he doing the Jesus walk dance, <laughs> you know. So we wanted to make it comical and just show you that he, you know, it's good to have Jesus in your life. And how involved was Kanye with the editing? I mean, yeah. he, Kanye's always super involved in every aspect. You know what I mean? Which is, I think, that's definitely something that I think a lot of artists could actually use it and take a, you know, advice from because. He, show, he cares about the product that's coming out. You know what I mean? We've worked with a lot of artists after that and have worked with artists that don't have that same, you know, sense of, of being on top of their product, which is a shame because they should. You know what I mean? I know I know when we did uh, the Through the Wire when I was in there with the editor for that and me and the editor was getting into it. Because he's like, <laughs> what are you? I'm like, no, just put that there and then put this here and that picture there. This they was like, no, this don't... Right, he's like, no, this don't work like that. I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, well, just do it, just do it. So I'm like, when uh, with G. Robeson and and Kanye came in, I just knew that it wasn't gonna be good. Yeah, you know yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is gonna be, they ain't gonna <laughs> like it. So Kanye came in, I played, we played it, and he was like, oh my god, I gotta show G. Ran out, grabbed G. Robeson. They both came in. They was like, oh, this is incredible. I'm like, word. <laughs> So I was happy about that, but uh, but like you said, uh, Kushner, this guy Kushner, is editor. You know, we all work real, real tight with Kush. Yeah, I was definitely on top of it. The Webster Hall show, mm-hmm. where um, there was a guy in a bear suit, Dave Chappelle, that you convinced to actually wear the bear suit. Tell me what the conversation was like. Well, I don't think that, that somebody said I convinced him to wear the bear. Suit. Yeah, you and Jid. There's <laughs> probably more Jid. <laughs> I mean, of course, I probably was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be dope if you do it. But uh, but I don't even remember, I can't even remember that conversation because I probably was filming J.I.B. telling him to do it. I'll go look for that footage for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you guys need an intern to catalog all your footage. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. The first time I met you guys was uh, at Kanye's first Grammys. And for Chicago, it seemed like a huge celebration um, for everybody. And, you know, we're talking about, like, even, like, for Barry, who was security, yeah. for for Gabe, uh, yeah. you know, doing PR, ADA Keys and and Nabil and mm. and A Track and every everybody there, it felt like it felt like something. What was that moment like for for you guys? Like, it, it, it's you know the biggest artists having the biggest week, you know. 
Right. Yeah. No, it was. You know, and 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 can't forget Mama West. Yeah. Know. No kidding. Uh, that was a great day. It was a great day for everybody. Just you know, just hanging out. We it's just just funny because we really don't think about things yeah. like that. You it's just like, in we it. Just you having just, fun. You we just, honestly, to be honest, you just in there for them drinks and looking for them girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's pretty much what's going pretty on. Much, <laughs> pretty much what was happening. You know, happy to see everybody <laughs> kicking it live. And Mr. Women are just on another level now. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> such, and you actually know who they are. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man, right. that's Tracy Walsh over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he was doing Channel Zero. So yeah. I'm, I'm in there hosting, you know what I'm yeah. saying, interviewing people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a good time, man. So after that, I remember um, you guys then signed to... Uh, Band Apart. Band Apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that yeah. was Tarantino's... Uh, right. And Lawrence we signed Bender. To Lawrence Bender, we yep. signed to the music video side. It was a good run with them. So what, what did that what did that relationship bring about? Uh, it just, that re- that's where we actually really learned the business side of things, and p- probably like what made us want to start our own production company. Um, you know, from us, we're coming from like I said, he coming from South Shots of Chicago. I'm coming from Third Ward in New Orleans. Like we're very. I mean, we still to this day, I think hold on to a lot of the the naiveness on purpose to keep us just keeps you grounded you know what i mean but at that time we didn't know like there was a the, how the industry worked around and stuff you know we didn't we just assumed everything was just like how we did through the wire you just <laughs> put it together you know what i'm saying but yeah. then you have reps and all this stuff it just opened up the whole world of like uh, the access you had to these top-notch producers you know and, and there's other directors in there that were doing some dope stuff and working with like all types of alternative rock artists and stuff so you're seeing like super creative so you obviously get inspired by the other company that's kept around you with these other directors and then we're in LA and saw the movie stuff so um it was an eye-opening experience and just let us feel like man we can accomplish way more bigger projects than we ever thought you know did you want to do a feature like right then and there we thought we was gonna yeah. we thought when we was out there we thought we was gonna be I mean you know you yeah. just it, you don't know that things take time and and and, and what, how much time actually goes into a feature and stuff so as soon as we signed with like William Morris, we yeah. thought we were in. We were like, okay, we'll be at the Oscars next month. Big, you know, what big, I'm saying? big, big, big shout out to Charles K. Yeah. Man, he he believed in us from the get go. Um, but he was kind of probably like, cause like we'd get a script, and if it wasn't good, we'd be like. Oh, we don't like it. You got another <laughs> script. You know, most people would be, he'd be like, well, somebody is attached to this, this person. And we like, oh, but it's, you know. So we felt like, at first we felt like they was testing us. You know, this is just a test. <laughs> they not, they don't want us to do this script because, you know, it was. You know. I mean, you would get like the stuff, like the soul planes and stuff. Like that's just what they shot us. So most of the stuff you get into like these crazy, you know, action, comedy, you know, black films that just, you know, they aren't that great, you right. know what I mean? And we we don't want to be pigeonholed or placed into that category. We know what. You didn't I, want to do a like. super artsy version of <laughs> Soul Plane, right? right. <laughs> but that but that's what we that's what that, we're we're we're, that, that was our pitch. So. This is a Chinese pilot. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. They ain't going for but that. we but we never we never like we turned down a lot of uh, movies and the ones that we did go for it. Those are only ones that got made. Yeah, Pride. Um, yeah, the, the, the the one the Jim Brown, not Jim Brown, but the. Uh, Early, early, Ernie, um, Ernie Banks, Ernie Banks film, and the, um, and Next Day Air. Yeah. You know, it's actually between us and Biddy Boo for Next Day Air. Really? Yeah, yeah. we our, our our pitch was so crazy because we we took Jackie Long into the pitch. Y'all know the actor Jackie Long? Yeah, for sure. And if you know Next Day Air, it's a scene where he had to go get the cocaine back. <laughs> you know, he had UPS, but so he was we popping got, out too. He was this popping. Was just yeah. fresh off of ATL, right? right. Yeah. Was, yeah, he was like. A, so, so he came, so we had him come in a meeting. We in there with his ex going through our, our thing, and we had one 
one character blank. Yeah. Every all other characters we had, and that one character then when they was like, so when we got on that <laughs> one, we text him and, and he knocked on the door. They was like, who interrupted this beat, dude? He came. He came in like, hey, it did the whole scene crazy for that, and we still didn't get it. But, but just, I thank God every well, time we get something, but don't get it. Who did me. Benny Boone bring in? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. It. Yeah, he got it. But you just realized quick out there the politics, you know what I'm saying? And, and like we started seeing things, and I started realize, you know, at, at that point I think we realized. You know, it was what we did with Kanye was great with through the wire, but we realized we had to f- do some stuff to separate us from that. Not in a in a negative way, it's just that we had to create our own name outside of Kanye. Because right, right. you can't just totally rely. Exactly, on it. because yeah, yeah. a lot we were in a lot of rooms because of that. Because not so much because of, even though people still thought we were really cr- creative and talented, but people want to get closer to Kanye. And yeah. you start realizing like managers they're managing you because they, it's their end. Yeah. To, they think to getting closer to doing business with Kanye. I mean, that's why we had you guys in the podcast. That's, that's we figured this was <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and on our end too. Like, obviously, you milk it for what it is. To but at the same time, there's a way. Okay, like that. Like, so like when we wind up doing uh, Benji, these other documentaries. Now people talk about other things too, and 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 that's dope because before it was just. We were just known for through the yeah. wire. No, no that's before like Benji. A very though. short Wikipedia. Entry. Before Benji was mainly through the wire. We, right. we we were. Uh, I mean, we had most depth. Then we then we was Creative yeah, Patrol. Then it was yeah, Benji. Creative Patrol. <laughs> so yeah. might have, so yeah. we've been off of the Kanye yeah. tips since the third album. When nobody talking about us at right. Kanye no yeah. more. But can you guys talk about like? Wh- and this still exists to this day, which is nuts because rap is pop culture. But like Hollywood doesn't get hip-hop right can you talk about like any meetings that you were in where like you said something and they were just like i mean hollywood just doesn't to me doesn't get a lot of things in a sense of like it's just not real to me you know what i'm saying like uh it has its own aesthetic and it likes to live in its own little bubble i mean you can look at the sitcoms that come out and the way they showcase life it's a great reflection of how la is Mm -hmm. it's just different you know what i'm saying until you get like a you know boys in the hood or some kind of Compton or some kind of realness of it 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 lives in a whole nother bubble of reality and so which is different from New York which I think thrives off of it's being super real uh, super embracive of the realness and incorporating that within the art where LA does exactly the opposite where it kind of discards the reality and likes to focus on like the hyper reality and kind of gloss that up and package that up that's why it's so refreshing when you get like a Kendrick Lamar who kind of still has his LA vibe but brings that realness that you're used to hearing on the east coast you know what I'm saying totally hey guys we just want to take a second to interrupt this podcast to tell you that we have a concert coming up in Los Angeles on November 2nd at the bootleg theater go get your tickets right now at itsthereal.com give me a beat we got a show it's here for you it's Eric and Jeff and it's the real crew we're gonna rap and we're gonna tell stories we're gonna be there. Bring your shorty. Hip it, hip it. So, guys, it's more stuff just like that in a live setting. Come hang with us. Come laugh with us. Come get that VIP experience and hear our whole journey an hour ahead of the concert. Original music by It's the Real. All your favorites like Waco, Fire in a Crowded Room, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Juice for Jesus Peace, and maybe Juice for Jesus Peace remix. Special guests. Lots of fun, lots of podcast stuff, lots of music stuff, lots of experiences just for you guys out there in Los Angeles. If you're not going to be out there, spread the word. Tell your friends, family, strangers, whoever 
that It's the Real is coming to town. Jeff, take us out. A scooby doo wee bop hee bop a scooby doo Guess what? L.A., we're coming for you. <laughs> Tickets at itsthereal.com right now. And now back to the podcast. Then you guys start creative control. Yeah. How did you come to the decision to uh, do it yourselves? Well, we it came out of like really we were kind of since we're still out in L.A. and we're, and we're getting uh, the opportunity to do a commercial and um, realizing quick like wow it's it's completely different the commercial world is completely different but they were doing a commercial that was highly reflective of our culture and we felt it real important that they nail this especially if we're attached to it so they had us do all this work that they so we could basically almost like educate them on like this is the way it should be done you brought us in to really tell you how it should be done and then they just totally went 360 from you know what i mean we're like our names are attached that's when we realized quick like man in order to maintain the integrity of of what you're doing you have to have creative control and the only way to have creative control honestly is not to name your company yeah yeah creative control (laughs) right right right. exactly yeah exactly so we were surprised that the name even was out there like damn everybody has his name got the name and it just became our mantras like you know whatever we do we got to have control over it nine times a ten you got to finance it if you want to have control over it you got to figure that angle out you know um and yeah that that we still i mean it was a pivotal time that particular commercial that particular experience uh and realizing you know we can't rely on anybody but ourselves to put out the what we want to do on any level and that's why we write in screenplays now so like there's nobody's obligation to give you anything um so you can't just go and cry about not like if you want to do it and you have a vision yeah. you gotta you gotta figure it out and do 100%. it you know what, I mean? yeah. what was your first office was it at dd 172 at dame dash set that up already actually yeah that would have been our first Office because we was just in the cribs from them. But actually, yeah. it was in, we, for Wait, creative his control. Crib? We were working out his crib on Lake Street when yeah. we started. You were working control. out of Dame Dash's house. Yeah, on the, what? Oh, his house was stupid too. On Lake <laughs> Street. Yeah, yeah how many pro head pairs did you? Uh, no, he, <laughs> had, he, had, he had a he had a closet. I, I heard he's, he's selling his shoes on eBay now, but yeah, we saw but that. he had a closet he bought us into because he never wore a pair of shoes twice. Yeah, man, it was. I've never seen so many suits, <laughs> so many shoes. I right. mean, his closet, his clothes closet was at the time bigger than my apartment. <laughs> just for clothes alone she was crazy but uh we had some good times in there and it was dope because it was inside of dame i mean dame was always cool with us coming up you know he could had met him first when he was just doing with kanye and then i got the privilege to meet him and he always championed us from yeah. the through the wire yeah. stuff and he told cootie that you know he was going to help him out like he he gave him his word and he stuck t- dame is one person that it, he's very loyal to his word when he says something and um you know we were shooting something we were trying to put together something because he was always trying to figure out what can we do together and we were trying to put together this project with most deaf they wanted up doing a documentary yeah, we yeah. started the initial initial documentary with them really with most it's crazy you got this yeah. footage is crazy i mean their doc was dope that they wanted yeah, to do yeah. one but we had a whole other angle and it was it was pretty dope what was your angle it was just because it was most was like the the caveat, like most was the host yeah. of the whole thing. So he was navigating this world and asking him questions. And then, you know, most brings his whole vibe. Yeah. I mean, we wound up getting his limousine, like this crazy yeah, old limousine that. riding through. Oh, yeah, because you didn't go riding through Vermont and most got on top of the limit. Like it was just crazy. It was on some whole other <laughs> like take them, but just add, you know, most to the element. It changes yeah. everything. And, and he had so much respect for them. So it was like most trying to navigate this world anew because he was a fan. Most yeah. was a fan of them. You know what I mean? They did a whole concert together. It was crazy. But um, where was the concert? In Vermont. There was most definitely. <laughs> no, most wound up doing this concert in Vermont. 
And that's why we went out there because they lived in Vermont. It was the craziest experience ever because Vermont, there was probably like, again, there was only like Caduce. (laughs) (laughs) You. Like the blackest thing was the limousine that you guys took. Um, L.E.P. Bogus Boys. Cootie shot that one down. That was retarded. So I would go down and shoot me and uh, Kenny Koo. We just have a camera. And then I'll come back with the footage and Chica edited it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we were doing yeah. it. Yeah. But, but he would get stuff that was like, like, so, I mean, they didn't have no money. So he was getting stuff, though, but he's in a bank. Somehow he found this bank that was like abandoned. And then they were about to close it down or tear it down. And they got able to shoot in it. And so you get this whole, like, the scene when the people are coming in. It looks like a scene from a film. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It e, was crazy. E, 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 I got E, um, who um, managed LEP at the time. He... He just was plugged, you know, so it was a bank. They was about to make it a, a right aid. Yeah. And we went in there and, and shot it. it was like, man, y'all got four hours to shoot because <laughs> we, 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 you know, we remodeling it. So we went in there in four hours. We made yeah. all that happen. Yeah. I was those like, okay, everybody favorite, sit there. Those are some of my four hours? Some of my, my favorite work is the work when we do it like that. We don't do it that often, but some of my, my favorite work is when Cootie just goes and does his thing and comes back with, with like a uh, – you know, a, a barrel of footage, and doesn't tell me anything. And I just <laughs> go through the footage because through the footage, I can I can see what he's thinking. Totally, because we always had this kind of like you know finish the other person, so I, I know what it is, and uh, I can see the story that he's trying to put together. And it's fun. It's like a puzzle. It's like okay, oh yeah, he was trying to tell. He's trying to tell me to do this. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's also the hardest Top Chef challenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Back yeah. to working out of Dame's yeah, house. Yeah. Did you guys show up at like a regular time every day, or nah, was it, was, it like? It was like you know. Obviously, Dame is a mogul. Like Dame is one person that I, at one point I wanted to be on that show, The Hustler, because I, you know what I mean. I wanted to. Sh- yeah, I but wanted he to knew you. Job. It would have been. <laughs> yeah. I know, but he, you know, he didn't know me like that. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? But what's your name? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but we were in this particular situation. We were partners, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like uh, we were under Dame or nothing. We were both like in this together. And this is Dame. Like, this is way more humble Dame. He's been, yeah. you know, there's a lot, a lot of things have transpired now and he's seen the world in kind of a new light. So it's a different Dame, you know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, and he had this passion, this, it was a crazy type of passion that he had to get this thing off the ground with us. So we were all just burning the midnight, like everybody's putting in work, like Dame's up, getting no sleep trying to figure this whole thing out we're all just excited up these new 5ds come out like they're fresh out yeah nobody's seen like we had kind of been familiar with it because we had been shooting with yeah, this what, cat woods what, in la yeah, who had showed us i think it was like a seven it was like 70 or some like, camera put one out whatever it we was were, the sony one the sony one yeah. and we were like this is crazy <laughs> right, you can switch lenses <laughs> right 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 so it look, looks like a camera we can yeah. be shooting yeah. you know I, look i prayed to god i said god i said if you if you if we get one of these cameras I'm going to shoot so much. I'm yeah. going to shoot everything if you yeah. let me get up. Just, <laughs> yeah. And when I did, we wind up, because we got the camera, I was shooting so much that they, the Canon wind up giving us, what, four other yeah, four so, more so cameras? Dame, so we, Shout we, out we, to we, Canon. We, yeah. bought, we bought a camera, so Dane went and bought the first camera. Like That's the one thing about him, man. Like sh- Shit would just happen at a whole nother speed. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you want Let's go. Let's get it. You know what I mean? Because he was investing in w- the vision. And then next thing you know, it, that one camera turned into like six cameras from Canon. We wound up going to Canon, getting these cameras. But uh, that experience went from his house to like he went and found, because he, he had other companies prior. And uh, this building on in Tribeca, there was a building there that he had done some, he was working on some car stuff before. Uh, 
and the building was was black. It was nobody. It was so he knew the owner, and he's like, man, you know, he negotiated with the owner to get us in that building. I guess some free rent, like until we started clicking, whatever, whatever he did, we winded up in that building. The building was crazy, and we had it all to ourselves. It was cr- like yeah. you couldn't. It was the craziest situation. Yeah. Next, so we got a building, our own building, not not an office space, right. the whole building, and then we just started executing, and, and so much came like. Like so much came out of that. I was I tell folks all the time. Like I don't know what it was like when like Andy Warhol and Basquiat was collaborating at the factory, but I can believe this is probably the closest thing yeah. to that. You so know what I'm saying? That was actually a DD one seventy two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we exactly. went there. They had parties yeah, and like yeah. you know like uh, which I hated that he called a DD one seventy two even still to this day. Right. But right. Right. CC was yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> We went to a Bun B like listening down there. Yeah, yeah. currency yeah. would hang yeah. out obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I do want to take a, a moment to shout out our friend Justin Fleischer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. yeah the yeah, Fleisch yeah, is yeah, running around yeah. the world now with Logic and doing everything, but he definitely said that you guys. It bred a lot of cats. I mean, it was like school. It was like. You know, every it was school, not even from us, like mentoring, you know, up and coming filmmakers, but also business from hearing stuff from Dame. And, and his and Dame was one of the craziest, like, motivational speakers you could ever hear. So even hearing him talk about just, you know, living old memories and hearing right. certain things, but then just you hear this, like, renegade spirit, you know, in, in, in him talking about just the world and this and that. And, and, you, and everybody bought into this, this thing, and some for the good and some for the bad you know what i mean but it was it was definitely a, a time that was very special that could have i think could have we could have oh, yeah. really rechanged the whole yeah. music industry with it but it just never maximized its full potential you know um, I mean? why did it stop uh i just think it's a lot of different egos and just dealing yeah. with a lot of different you know things being really gray when it comes to certain issues and not everybody buying into certain things and just really overall greatness mm-hmm. and, right. and only because everybody's still just trying to figure out what like we know we have something but what is it you right. know what i'm saying oh, we just have so we're much just having fun. so much fun but how do you monetize it but now everybody's doing what we were doing and now brands all of a sudden get it now and but money at the time it was hard yeah. like, oh wait a minute you know yeah. money always money's I mean, the root of uh, the evil well it's, it's either fighting over money or girls so yeah, yeah, it, it was a combination yeah, of all yeah, that yeah. <laughs> combination of all that by the way it's 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 super tough to be ahead of the curve and you're dealing with yeah. a lot of alphas you know what I'm saying when you're yep. having a room with a bunch of different alphas and nobody's really going nobody's you know what I'm saying yeah. it's just <laughs> listen arts camp doesn't last forever <laughs> right, right this is your second one so how did the Erica Badu video come about without um you know that well, because of DD one seventy two, Erica would come by by there. J did you, Electronica. Did you look her in the eye? Yeah, I tried. I did, but I did. But I did. No. She she got she got you see the yeah. mat, like her mat. She catches. She's yeah. catching yeah. everybody. She yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone. <laughs> but she would come through there, and uh, and then Jay. I remember we went to um, a, a listening party. It was funny because we had to listen it uh, for her album, and you know I got the camera, so I'm hitting. Filming some things as you I, do, yeah, as I do, yeah. and then afterwards, she was like, I seen you bootlegging my album. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Huh? Like, wait a minute, she's like, Yeah, I seen you bootlegging. I said, I said, No, and I knew it's like I knew what shot to show her, so I so I went to this shot of this shot of uh, her shoe, yeah, just her. She was sitting on this bench and, and her shoes, and I just got this ill shot of her shoe, so I showed her that. I said, Look, this is what I was filming. And I, that might have helped us because <laughs> she was probably like, oh, "Wait, this man shot my shoe. Right. It looked like this." <laughs> and uh, but Jay, Jay, and when she wanted to do the video, Jay Electronica was like, "Man, you should use Cootie uh, and Chike for the video." And yeah. sure enough, we got the call, and 
man, it was a one of them calls. Yeah. Like, whoa, what? What you want to? Oh, yeah, man. You know, we couldn't write a treatment for that. Like, yeah, Erica Badu, we want you to take your clothes off in public. And then, but she was inspired by Mad Kim, the yeah. Mad yeah, Kim yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and, is crazy uh, in itself because Jay, Jay is from around the corner from me. So we both went to the same barbershop, but we never knew each other until uh, New York. So we, so many times we're like, damn, we've probably crossed paths or just you went to the barbershop and I just left because he was, uh, I'm between the Magnolia and the Calio, but he's in the Magnolia. So we literally, we always talk about it like, because we both were kind of like anomalies from these neighborhoods mm-hmm. that actually was able to migrate up here because a lot of people just didn't weren't fortunate enough to really make it out those those uh circumstances at right. the time you know what i'm saying yeah yeah if yeah. you only had a camera crew following you around you could just like <laughs> yeah. look through the tapes and find that and, yeah but so shooting that video did you guys have a lot of time did you have a little time what was it i mean we had um how long was the that song? One, yeah. Four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but like one in slow mo. No, I know. But did you, did you plan it out? Did yeah, you like we prepped. We, we, we went clothes on. We like, did. So we did like we did a, we did rehearsals in her house, which we actually have a video of that, and that's a dope one because her house is so dope and how it's laid out, and she had like this manga uh, like uh, um, animation playing. I can't remember which one it was. So like you and she's got like these Ali boxes. Like it's a lot of stuff going on. So that was dope. But then we actually went to uh, that night, the, the night before. We went to the location, uh, the Grassy Knoll, and, yep. and actually tried to just mock, like, so we could the get walk. the timing right and do the walk. You know what I mean? Which is crazy, because we had brought a DP down and everything, yeah. Woods, and uh, and Cootie winded up shooting it, so we didn't even <laughs> need to bring the DP. But, uh, but it was one of the ones where it's like, who's going to shoot it? It's like, you know, you know, Jordan takes the last shot, so it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Jordan had to shoot it. You know what I mean? Look, and thank you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Because and, uh, and, uh, you know, I shot the rehearsal, yeah. but I can't front. Like, I was not ready to shoot. The, I was not ready to have that on me. Yeah. Like I'm not about to be the one to <laughs> have that on me, you know what I'm saying? But this really was like like you know when the when when an NFL team goes to like uh, the 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 hotel and they're in like the conference room and they're like you know mimicking the plays and running through it like mm-hmm. but you're in a conference room that's what you guys were doing ahead of what you were actually going to do in real life yeah. exactly so she we, was gonna... we knew to give the ball to Marshawn right you know what she was the the reason why we did the rehearsal too was because she was going to sing the song and we knew we was going to shoot slow motion. So we wanted her to rehearse singing the song, you know, sped up. Yeah. And uh, that's why we did it. But, you know, she's such a genius in her, in her right that she, like, she didn't sing it. She just got yeah. out the car and just did the walk. And that was... That was. That I was just want to get this this straight. Uh, on the grassy knoll, there was only one shooter. Yeah, yeah, one. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah. Well, actually, it was two shooters. Oh, uh oh, because Wood was right there with the camera just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah. In case, You're right? Oh, yo, imagine imagine the one camera didn't work. Like that yeah, would have just yeah, been yeah. such a bummer. But yeah. in terms of fear that you guys would get like like locked up. Where was that? Like yeah, one on to a scale of like what? one to, I'm getting locked up. <laughs> yeah. Like where never crossed, never no. crossed time. It's it's one of the retrospective things we were talking about the other day. Where it's like, man, you look back on things and think, dang, this could have happened. Like I remember I tell my story to my mother all the time. I was in a swamp as a kid fishing, and this alligator caught our line and dragged it across the water. And as as a kid, not thinking, I go to try to get the dip my hand in water, try to get, not thinking that an alligator could actually grab me. And you don't think about that till later. So in this, we we never thought once about, oh man, we could actually get locked up. You just didn't think about that until yeah. then. You heard it afterwards. Everybody was talking about people was looking for you know. And then like, oh damn, yeah, we might have been able to. We probably could have got arrested for. Right, yeah, but I, mean, mother, I don't think what we her, did was, was her that mother. Her mother did say before when we got in the car to go, she because I, you know, I was filming like behind the scenes, like her getting the makeup done, yeah, her with her kids, 
everything. We get in the car and her mother came over was like, hey, when y'all get arrested, don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it. Yeah. Tell you the truth, like, yeah. I would have been surprised if they did. You would have seen my face like, what? Why did they do that? Wait, oh. Because you just got so caught up in the excitement of the yeah. moment and you just caught up working with Erica because we looked her in the eyes. And yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. When they sent her with the $500 bill, like, <laughs> like they charged her like $500 for, for getting naked in public. Um, did you guys contribute to that since it was your fault for not getting a permit? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, she got all the money. <laughs> they will take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like how quickly we brushed past the fact that you got your, you almost got your arm yeah. bitten off by <laughs> an, an alligator? alligator. <laughs> My God. Yeah. I mean, in the swamps and, and you would grow up in New Orleans and stuff, that stuff was just like, like we were literally in the swamps with nets catching little baby alligators just for fun and then you throw them back in the water like we had a whole you know you knew the whole routine when you coming back at night you just flash the light in the alligator's eyes and it freezes them so that's mm -hmm. how you can navigate back without I having did, to worry about did not it. know that yeah <laughs> i did something real quick similar to chike um i rolled the window down and asked this guy where the party was at in chicago in the hundreds right and he said he said oh the party over there around the corner then he said he said, all well, almighty. That's like a gang, what people say. And the guys I was in the car with, they were moles. They, they call them moles. So they were like, all well, almighty. And my window down, and he said, ain't no, ain't no almighty here. He said, GD, pulled a gun out, put it to my head, and clicked it off, and then go off. And then we sped off down the street. So... You know, well, so we all make them mistakes. You're, you're here because you know you're supposed to be here. You right. do so many dumb things growing up. Like, on his point, mine was never not nearly as crazy as that as far as, like, the fear of a gun being pointed in my head. But I remember being on the highway, and we used to take these trips to, like, Pensacola to go run these races and stuff. And we'd be on the highway. My mother, and I don't know why as a kid. I don't know if anybody else has this. I might, I might just be weird. But I always was had a fixation with wanting to open the door while we were on the highway. And so one time I was just like, fuck it. With your mother? <laughs> oh, I'm in the back seat. And I open because I want to just open it and close it real quick just to see. And I did. And you know, she's going like 80, 90 miles an hour. She heard the thing. She, she, I, you know, I closed it. And she was like, what? Did she freak out? I'm like, I just wanted to see. She's like, you know, I'm not realizing that the door could just fly open because of the. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Physics, out. And I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking none of that. You know, I, I probably, luckily, I was probably. Just didn't open it like that one centimeter. Second, right. Yeah. 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 But Note to like self, never sit next to Chike <laughs> on a flight. Emergency door too, actually. <laughs> um, I ran with scissors once. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we all have crazy things to <laughs> reveal. Right. Oh my God. So all right. How does how does ESPN approach you guys to do a thirty for thirty? Was Bill Simmons still there at the time? Yeah, Bill was there, but he he, he didn't approach us. You could tell that yeah, story. Yeah, so uh, the the girl that I was dating at the time, she was working for Keith Klingscale, who actually was running the whole thirty for thirty. I believe he 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 was that was his concept, if I'm not mistaken. But she <coughs> he, he wanted to meet with us. He had inquired to her about meeting with us. She had told him about creative control, and he had heard about it. He wanted to meet with us about creative control, not necessarily about a thirty for thirty, but just in general about what we were doing with the network and whatnot. And then obviously, you know, we we know we've been trying to make this Benji film. We were trying to make it a movie first for like seven years. We were out in L.A. trying to make that into a film. And uh, that just that didn't work out. Um, 
they want us to they want us to cast like did they want to cast like a white player to play Benji? It yeah, was crazy. Before, before, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we, did, what do you think when they say that? I like think Hollywood, that what I was telling you about earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just don't keep it real. It's like yeah. making it to something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just speaking honestly, I think Topher Grace would be a really good <laughs> Benji. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, yeah, yeah. Right. but uh, so then um, we get the meeting and we wind up telling them about you know about the documentary and what i take what it and i think obviously i think cootie stole him just because of the intimate relationships we, he's had with everybody in chicago and the way he uh wanted to tell this story and then uh and then we had to ch- like you know my girl at the time was working there so she had the she had the decks for all the older 30 for 30s so she got one of the decks and we just patting our yeah, joint yeah, off yeah, of yeah, that yeah, deck yeah, so yeah. you know you know like again though she's God putting these and, things together. And my sister, and too. My sister. She my little oh, sister. Oh, that was so crazy. She, she worked at NBC. So she, like, when we was trying to make the movie happen, she gave us a bunch of that that news footage that y'all seen yeah. on the show. Even though we, like, later on when we did ESPN, we actually licensed that footage from them. Sure. You know, but she gave it to us prior just to make a trailer. And that really helped us get get it as well because they seen a, a trailer. We had everything right there. Like, boom, here. And and it worked. How much time did you guys spend in Chicago putting it together? Well, but the doc, oh mm-hmm. man, months, like maybe three months yeah. all together. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. three months. Did you find that everybody was open and available to you guys? Yeah, like I say, um, Benji Spirit was with us the whole time because everybody, it was almost like we, and I knew mostly everybody that was in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Some, like if I didn't know them personally, I knew they best friend, you right. know what I mean? But so... You know, and, and like I say, Benji Spirit was there because, like, his best friend Mario became, like, our best friend. He was the best friend of the film. So he would take us places everywhere. You know, he'd come with us to the shoots, and he was introducing us to more people. And, you know, so he had a lot to do with the success of the, of the film. But, of course, Billy Moore, he wasn't cool with Billy, of course. You know what I mean? Because Billy Moore is the one who ki- killed Benji. Yeah, yeah. But the guy Mike, actually the guy Mike who, who said a long time ago, he was like, man, they doing these 30 for 30s. Y'all should do one on Benji. He told me that before we even had the meeting and all of that. Crazy. And it, I mean, but it all happened right in the same vicinity of that meeting happening. It was crazy. But that that guy, he um he he cut hair, Mike, and he in the documentary as well, but he cut hair and somebody was that knew Billy, like Billy Cousin or somebody was in a, in a shop. And he was like, and they was talking about it. And she was like, I, I'll tell him. Next thing I know, Billy Moore calls Mike. Now, remember, Mike and Benji was cool. Right. Billy Moore calls Mike. We all out. We together. Billy Moore called. He, he like, Mike like, he like, yo, this Billy. And I was like, what? So I get on the phone with Billy, and I'm like, and I just told Billy, like, dude, I could have been you. We had guns. You know what I'm saying? Coming up. Luckily, I didn't shoot nobody. Or I had guns pointed at me. Luckily, I didn't get killed. So I'm like, I am you. You need to tell. You know, and we just... We had a meeting with him, uh, with Billy at this restaurant. He came with his guy, and, and he just was like, "Man, you know what? I'm happy that y'all want to tell my side of the story. Let you know, let's make it happen." And that was a blessing. Yeah, me and Billy cool to this day. What was the reaction like when you guys first uh, gave a cut to ESPN, and then what was the reaction after it aired? Um. It well, ESPN was dope because that platform they they're all about like letting the directors express themselves creatively. So, uh, their notes were like they actually just gave really good notes. You a lot of times when you do things with like companies and stuff, 
they're just people that just feel like they have to say something so they'll just say whatever just yep. because their voice needs to be said probably yep. gets the whole of it they're not like that over there like everything was like all about making the, the story better as good as possible so they all you know john i gotta shout them out john Dahl and and connor and libby like you know what i'm saying and even like i said my ex who got who hooked to put in that put us in that situation uh jamie sanchez because she shouted me out in this podcast that she just did but she's a dope producer at vice now doing That's her awesome. thing but um they all cared about the project being really well and we were impressed when they gave us our notes we're like damn these are like yeah, really dope. So they, yeah, yeah, like they were like like and a lot simple. of times you're like, huh? And yeah, simple, and, and simple. Like, like we like, had put together. I think we had put together. Our idea came together pretty solid. And like you said, we, we got things that we would like yeah. our, in our initial treatment. We never thought we were gonna get. Uh, Even though he, they was on there, of course. Billy Moore though. Yeah, and Did oh we my, have Billy in there? We had both of them on there because we was going would have went to the jail. Right, right. But our Never. arc wasn't like it right, wasn't like, like we're gonna went. take you here and then bam hit you with this and yeah, then like yeah, that yeah. just because yeah. Derek we were hinging upon Derrick Rose like that was like our big yeah. arc was to have Derrick Rose come in and be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So. And Nick Anderson and that was one of the notes they were like man y'all got to get Nick Anderson mm-hmm. y'all got to get Jesse Jackson y'all got to get this yeah. person we had like just straight fab it was really good what we put together but they needed. They went and shot Sonny for us, like Sonny. Yeah, and it Sonny was crazy because Sonny hit me the other day out the blue. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he wanted, he was just right. He's working on something. He wanted to get our blessing because I think he's gonna incorporate Benji's name in there. I mean, That's I'm awesome. like, he don't even. But but whatever. It was yeah. dope. Just yeah. you know, he got such a distinctive voice. It was crazy. And when it aired, who who reached out to you guys and were just like, this is amazing and. Well, we premiered at uh, Tribeca Film Festival, so we was like the uh, so Robert Gala De Niro films. Came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rob was there, exactly. Yeah, Rob was dope. I remember shooting on the, uh, we were shooting on the red carpet, and yeah. he was telling me something about uh, how to keep a, the perfect smile for when you're like, the way you keep your teeth together <laughs> while you're taking the pictures. I was dying. I'm like, you've done this a million times. I know, like, I'm going to listen to what you say. Yeah, and the reception from that was really, really good. You know, people were of course crying you know yeah. Yeah. so we, we hit all the emotions that we was trying and it was to one of ones again like we knew like we knew yeah. we like you we couldn't wait to show it because we know what it's gonna make you feel because we gotta watch this we watching the thing a hundred times you know yeah. what i'm saying so we know what we're feeling yeah and we feel like if we're feeling it then you're gonna feel the same thing you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so and so okay you've you've done epic music videos you've put together this documentary for a really wonderful series 30 for 30 on national television that had a premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival Mm -hmm. Um, at that point are you guys like okay now is the right time to get into scripted stuff and let's transition into that full time well you know we always wanted to get into scripted stuff before that they just wasn't weren't letting us in right, right, right. <laughs> and, 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 and well and, cast Topher Grace but now we realize okay we at least have a better shot now we have something to say you can't tell us we can't do long form anymore we know that much so there'll, there'll probably be another excuse that they'll figure out but you know that's why we're writing our own stuff now so that there can be no like i said before you can't leave it up to anybody to even have an excuse if you do it yourself then it doesn't matter what anybody you know you just do it so um yeah we we uh now started figuring out like well and we found a sweet spot like everybody now wants us to do sports docs you know what i mean which is crazy because like i grew up playing basketball didn't make it but kind of still around basketball around nba athletes and stuff like this crazy but just from a different angle um 
so yeah you know we we've earned this little pocket now documentaries and, and you know we'll, we'll ride this wave as, as long as we can ride it maybe we'll be like the the the, the kim burns of the black people and then <laughs> <laughs> but uh but um we definitely aggressively uh going for uh um there you know fully narrative films mm-hmm. next and how can you take the lessons that you learned with what the initial idea for creative control was and use that for longer form stuff writing it writing our own stuff yeah. like you know not there's some things that come across that other people write that we're really interested in too there's other things that we're working on now that other writers have written that you know um but for the most part just building up creative control the production company building that into something that where we can afford to not, not just finance our own projects but also other up-and-coming directors giving them an opportunity so that they don't have to go through the things that like unlike the studios did like when we become a studio we will give people that i don't need to know that you didn't do this or that first if i believe in you i believe in you and i'm gonna give you the opportunity you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so. yeah and and you really you don't need giant corporations anymore right. like we do Man. live in an age now where it's just like like it's like you guys had that spirit all along mm-hmm. now it's just like the world is caught up right, with right, once right, again right, right? right so right. it's just like if you want to do something go and do it uh-huh. and like make it happen yeah. um, do it independent you know that's that i don't know if i'm going too fast but that's what the next project that we did we we did it independent we um doing a story about the first african-american to play in the nba earl lloyd people don't know that that story and when Coach Poor and my guy Donnie Kersky hit us about it, that was the first question. Who the first person to play in, black person to play in the NBA? I'm like, Shaquille um, O'Neal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Russell, is it? Uh, Elgin Baylor. No, you, you don't know. You know, I didn't know. And it was like Earl Lloyd, and he's still alive. So we was like, yo, this is we got to tell this story. We got to get up with Earl. We got to do all of that, and we got to do it independent. We like, all these NBA players, you know, because of him, you know, is them because of this man, they have the opportunity to, to make the money that they make and maybe they're investing. Mike Finley came on board and Tony, Tony Parker, Carmelo, Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul came on board. NBA Players Association. Yeah, NBA Players yeah. Association, which was a big part of Michelle Roberts and, and, and Chris Chen was a big part of putting all this together. And, and we made it happen and we premiering um, Hampton's Film Festival October, October 6th. 6th. Crazy. So, yeah. Crazy, yeah, and but Earl, it was funny because it just took so long when you're doing that, you know what I mean? So, doing something independent, take you got to raise the money, yeah. you got to do everything. We shot a make, whole documentary in between that whole process. We, right, we shot a documentary Ali. on uh, Muhammad Ali that and won a last award. documentary while he was alive. We won an NAACP Image Award for Whoa. that. That was dope, though, to yeah. know that he saw it, to know that his family appreciated it, you know what I mean? So, That's amazing, yeah. yeah. So now next you guys go out to the Hamptons Film Festival. Yeah, and you, I can't believe you guys just did a movie just to go out to the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way to get out there. That's what we're going to do for Sundance and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't been to Sundance, we but we're going to do a movie <laughs> so we can go to Sundance yeah, yeah. and uh, Cans and all of them. <laughs> so now uh, you see a lot of, of directors who uh, were in the generation before you guys doing music videos again, right? Like a lot of these guys who shot big budget stuff then obviously everything sort of like in the music industry shifted and he was like let's do more smaller budget stuff but now you find a lot of these guys dave myers um hype williams uh i guess director x has still been doing it the entire time Mm -hmm. but like a lot of guys from uh um benny boom benny boom a lot of guys come back to the art 
are you guys inspired by by where everything is music wise are you interested in doing music videos where do you sit in 2017 with music video direction uh i think mm, that's a tough question he a little different probably than me i don't like <laughs> it but because i just hate to be negative and be about things but i but i feel like the music video industry is one place where i kind of have like a bitter a bitterness that still exists in me and and it's only because i felt like i kudi unlike me was super passionate about music videos and i felt like we had so much change to bring into the game and i felt like we proved it when we did through the wire and i felt like it was like when you love something so much but it doesn't really love you back like that's what i feel about the whole business of music videos mm -hmm. like we wrote so many treatments like over hundreds and hundreds of treatments and never really like none of them maybe one got actually turned into a video right, other than that everything which is yeah other right. than that it was just like relationships you know what i'm saying and so i felt like uh I just felt let down by the not that it ever owed me anything, but I felt like the change that that I was looking to make in music in hip hop specifically, yeah. that uh, it it didn't allow really allow us to make it at the level that I wanted to make it at. And well, I just thought sort that, of like that was a shame. give like people a picture of what um, you're talking about. Like, what's a what's a concept that you were super passionate about? Did you just tell them the story of rail? Because that's how we moved to L.A. and got with Will Morris and all that. Because we were supposed to do that rail video that we were so excited about. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that got me more is, like, I see this, I see the video now that uh, that uh, Mark Romanek did for o OJ. Mm -hmm. So, not saying that video was anything like that from a concept point of view, but from an aesthetic point of view, mm -hmm. that was exactly what our video was, was taking that animation style, not the sort of um, animation style that... that had to deal with uh, depicting black folks. So it wasn't that, but it was just the, an older school style similar to that. And uh, and our video was going to be, a, you know, a, a uh, sort of a mashup of that style with shot footage. I mean, the video concept was really dope, very creative for an artist like Rel or Consequence, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just for, you would have never seen anything like this within the R&B space. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it was a chance that they all, like, I think Rel really needed it for his career to just re revitalize it. Uh, Consequence was in a good space to help that revitalization. And just because of egos, it didn't happen. It didn't, it's not that it wasn't good. It just, for people sabotaged it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Dame even was giving us more money to and make it happen with the animation. He's yeah. seen it. But with the artists, they, it just didn't didn't work out. And we was ex we needed that. We was expected that, buddy. We was at the yeah. we was at MTV Music Awards in Miami. Yeah. Left from there, came went to um, L.A. and wind up not leaving L.A. <laughs> That's when the Will Morris thing happened. We yeah. got an apartment like that because of Will Morris. It was crazy, and we wind up staying in L.A. But that was one of them videos that was like. We we depended on yeah, you know what I mean? and it's like in a game where it's like hip hop. The the to me like the whole thing about hip hop was so dope. Growing up, you know, in the in the late eighties, in the early nineties, you know, it being this expression, it was people were so different. You know what I mean? You seen all these dope videos that from tri Tribe Called Quest and you know, Can I Kick It and all these ill videos from back in the day. And when we come in this era of like the two, late 2000s when you and everything just changed and there's no self-identity and everybody's trying to be and everybody just wants to repeat what they saw last and it's all just about like you know uh 
defamation of these female characters. Like, it's just like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? But this represents us as a people to the world. And then we're worrying about when we go to, like, another country and people look at us crazy or don't trust us or clutch. Like, because we're putting this imagery out on ourselves for people to think that's the... Some people think who haven't even actually had any type of... Uh, interaction with a black person this is what this is how they perceive us based off of this body of work that we're putting out and i'm not saying that you don't have to put everything needs to be conscious at all but i'm saying not everything needs to be this way you know what i'm saying we're we're not going to get the cootie and chique uh video of anonymous women uh dancing (laughs) by the pool not gonna get that now and i'm not i'm not gonna be i'm not i'm not sitting like i'm not saying i'm not gonna watch that video either i will watch that video i just won't make that video right yeah yeah now that i got a daughter it's really it really like i'm like i look at them videos like why so my daughter looking up to this, you right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like you successful, got money, but got a G string on in your video. Why? Like right. for what reason? Yeah. Right? Now you guys are able to like really change and push culture through longer form yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that um, in a YouTube age that your audience wants to watch longer form stuff and is with you throughout that hour and a half? Yeah, I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. movies are gonna go anywhere. I mean, that's just my feeling. I feel like there's something about people always like to see movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there's just something very special about stories that and the way people can the way they can impact you when you sit in a theater and it's something an experience about going to the movies period it's not even so much about the movies it's, an, it's a whole experience it's the smell of the popcorn see it, it's this communal watching with like you know 550 or, or 100 other people there's something to that experience that yeah. I don't think well same reason why we go to concerts is this communal aspect of sharing this one moment together with all these people totally you know I mean? and and mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot. Like that's one thing that people can't get for free. Right. Yeah. Like right. you can't illegally download that. <laughs> right. You have, right. To you have to be go. there and experience mm-hmm. it and laugh or cry next to someone else mm-hmm. who's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is that mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next up, after this, what do you guys have in the works? What's in the can? Like what's going on? Or are you guys just resting on your laurels and you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, we, we did it. Yeah, yeah, we were tired. We were tired. We were tired. <laughs> I mean, I you know one of the projects that we looking forward to is the um, Ernie Barnes uh, documentary, which is you know if you if you ever watch Good Times, yeah, the, the JJ paints on Good Times, that's Ernie Barnes. And well, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when we were out at the Grammys, didn't Kanye mm-hmm. get an Ernie Barnes? Painting for his ceiling or whatever. So that's, right? how, that's how that all kind of came yeah. about. Marcus Gradney, you know, Co- yo, Coody, I was see crazy. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, that yeah. Marcus, yeah, he facilitated all that. Cootie's got that story too. Right. Like, well, we, well, we was in the studio, Kanye working on uh, College Dropout, and they had a Christmas party. And Mark, you know, Marcus family, you know, they they big in music, so I guess they were all there. I don't know, but I just met Marcus at the time, and uh, he was wondering like, who are these. In other words, it was only me, Kanye, <laughs> Deuce, <laughs> and Sway <laughs> in, the, in the studio. You know? And Ananda Lewis, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so he like, he like, man, you know, what y'all doing here? You know, what, what's going on? We riding around this, on these scooters they had at uh, at Record Plant, and I'm like, and I'm like, man, I said, dude, I said, come on, come in here, hear this music. So he came in, and of course, you know, Kanye played the music and rapped the music with it. That's yeah. what Kanye did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he rapped the music and played it for everybody all the time. You know, that, that was his passion. But um, so Marcus was like, man, my uncle, 
you know my uncle Ernie Barnes. And I was like, Ernie <laughs> Barnes the painter? Yeah. And he was like, you you know Ernie Barnes? So I usually have to say good time for people to know Ernie Barnes' name. I'm like, no, I, you know, I know art. I know a little bit about art. And I was like, he I always wanted, you know, I always been a fan of Ernie Barnes. Even when I didn't know his name, I was just like, I need to have those JJ paintings on my wall when I when I get rich or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and long story short, Marcus came to the hotel the um like that week with two signed Ernie Barnes books. Gave him up one of me and one of Kanye. And um and then I was like I was like, Kanye, you should you should get you should get Ernie Barnes to do your album cover like like Marvin Gaye did. That'd yeah. be crazy, right? So we talking about that. And, uh, and he was like, man, he's talking to G about it and everything. And that's how pretty much the paint, painting started. But but um, Mark, while we was in there, Jay Ivey was going through the book. And he looked, he was like, wait a minute, Ernie Barnes a football player? He was like, hold on. He, he like, wait a minute. And at the same time, the same day, G. Robeson come through the door with an Ernie Barnes throwback jersey on. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Ernie Barnes, we was, he was like, I didn't even know who jersey this was. We was like, whoa. So you know all that was meant. Yo. And then me, Kanye, and his mom went and met with Mr. Barnes. Um, and dude, he he was like down and he would come to the studio with sketches. And I'm filming all of this. I ain't filmed the the uh, meeting with his mom, with us, his mom and Ernie Barnes, but yeah. he'd come to the studio, I'll film with the sketches and I'll film him like painting and he would be like, Cootie, Cootie Chica, y'all come meet me at meet me for breakfast. You know, we'd go to breakfast, hear all these stories about how the sugar shack, you know, him and Marvin Gaye was playing basketball and he was like, Look at this painting, Marvin like, let me show this to Barry and dude, them stories are so <laughs> crazy. So he so after a while he was like out of nowhere, even though like everybody was turning us down to do movies, he was like, Man, I want y'all to do my movie. So we was going to meetings. Yeah, now we walked to do his anonymous, movie. anonymous content. Right. We had a manager with with, with Ernie Barnes. <laughs> and people was like, wait a minute. So of course, Hollywood, oh, uh, well, you know, we we need to get rid of those guys and just take Ernie. And so they trying to go behind us to get yeah. Ernie. And Ernie was like, Nope. He was like, Man, I, you know what? I'm not doing it right now. What I'm gonna do, he said, I'm gonna write a book. And after I finish the book, we're gonna write the script off the book and go from there. But then he got sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh and you know but uh yeah so you know that's something we're excited about though that's yeah, that's yeah, amazing excited, i yeah. so i remember during grammy week the presentation of it yeah. which was at caa yeah. you got all that footage yeah same yeah. here yeah. because yeah. Oh, snap. uh the, the people at caa were like there was some painting that was hanging up they're like you can't like tape that so i went through something like you where i had to like take the mini dv tape out of my canon xl2 camera right and switch it up real quick and give them the blank tape and be right. like, okay, we're good, and hold on to the other footage. So. <laughs> but Ernie Barnes, Marcus, man, there were so many people that week. I know you guys were like, oh yeah, like this was like, you know, just trying to holler at girls, whatever. But like, for me, it was like a weird dream that I had where it was just like, like all these celebrities together in one place. It was like Larry King's here. And well, well, that, the CAA was actually way more like, I was way more in awe there than I was at like the Grammy party yeah. because the Grammy party was like our contemporary right. Right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, the yeah, CAA yeah. was like Diana Ross like yeah. it was like like Damn, yeah. that was one when, when I was definitely yeah. like, this room is crazy. Well, did you holler at Diana Ross? <laughs> nah, I might have I might have winked at her too. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> See, what's so crazy? I still be, I guess, because I'd be so into capturing capturing yeah. the moment. Yeah, that I, I don't, I wasn't. I, it was tripped out, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? It was. You still like, seen I'm it just filming Diana, yeah. right? I'm yeah, doing yeah. the lens and 
you know, I just wasn't like, oh, damn, that's Diana. This is that person. You know, I was just Not like, at all. Like, yeah. Right. Trying to that out. Yeah. No. Um, oh, let's finish with this. Uh, there was a video that came out uh, a few months ago that got the whole internet excited, mm-hmm. which was you and Kanye linking up on yeah. outside of some club in L.A. Yeah. That meant a lot to, to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. meant a lot to us. It meant a lot to everyone who tunes in on Fake Shore Drive. It meant a mm-hmm. lot to Twitter at large. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it meant something to you. Yeah, what did it mean? <laughs> right. But what, you what know, I'm still like, because no. I just was looking at that great yeah. girl over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm cool, wait, I'll see you inside. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't wait to get in the park. I'm like, Man, what are we doing out here? Let's go in the park. <laughs> no, that was that was that was great. I mean, you know, it, it was like, um, you know, because when he when he went through what he went through, I was like real concerned. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm talking about why I'm watching a rant. How how we would watch a rant? You know, and be like, oh, Kanye just crazy. No, I'd like stop and pray in the middle. Like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. And then come to find out you had to go to the high. I'm like, oh, I seen it. Like, I felt yeah. everything. So I kept like hitting everybody. Like, dude, please put me in touch with Kanye. I need to talk. I need to be with him. I need to talk to him. I need. So I would call everybody. Nobody would, would get me in touch. And look, thank God that Kanye reached out to old school wise Gree. Yeah. During this time, it was like, Gree, I need you. And me and, you know, back in the day, it would be in the pivotal time of his career. It would be me, Ice Green, and Kanye. Just I'm filming Ice Green, helping him do everything else. For you know, we all lived in the W. You know what I'm saying for months. Yeah. So, um, so just that dynamic, and then you know, then Ice Green like, yeah, I told him. You know, I told him about you. You know, and he Kanye, he, he getting right. He get you know. So we happy, and then I went down there um, to the BET Awards, and. I was just like, I'm on God's flow. I'ma just go. I'ma just let God do everything. But I'ma just whatever he wherever he pushed me, wherever he guide me to, whatever, I'ma just let him do it. And I was just doing that. And then on our way to the awards, I told Ice Cream, I said, because I know Kanye too. So I said, dude, invite Kanye with us. You know what I'm saying? He just left from Kanye. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, invite him. Just say, Cootie said, come with us to the BET Awards. Just I know he's gonna say no, but just do it. Cause yeah. It's something that you should do. Why not? So he did it. He was like, man, you should come. And Kanye was like, well, you know, I ain't trying to do events right now, but y'all should meet me afterwards. And that's how that all happened. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it was a blessing. And, you know, we reconnected. And, you know, so it's going to be good. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the full circle of everything that we've been working on from night from in the 90s, 98. You know what I mean? Which yeah. will probably be the 20th anniversary, I'm thinking. I'm going to call him and say that. Yo, well, you know we got our 20 year anniversary when we started filming, man. <laughs> well, guys. Let's, let's do something. Yeah. Congratulations on, honestly, like an amazing career. Like, yeah, no. And but everything like, up ahead. You've changed culture. You've, you've maintained control of your creativity. And um, it's really outstanding. So congratulations. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate man. y'all, man. Sure, definitely. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste Time with It's The Real Jeff. If people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast, if people want to come to our show on November 2nd at the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles, where can they go? You can go wait in line outside of the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles, or you can get tickets on itsthereal.com. Tickets are available on itsthereal.com. You can also go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time and listen to all of our old episodes of our podcast. 
and you can also stream them on iTunes where you can search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Search for It's The Real, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L, all one word, no apostrophes, no spaces. We are also on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real, Snapchat, we don't use it, don't follow us there, but if you want to, we are It's It's The Real there. And you can always find our music on SoundCloud.com slash It's The Real, also on Spotify and any streaming service. Search for Teddy Bear Fresh by It's The Real. You guys know that this podcast is not going to grow. We are always going to be the underdogs unless you spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell strangers on the streets. Tell that guy from Long Island. It's The Real. A waste of time with It's The Real. That's the podcast you need to listen to right now. Jeff, what friend do you want to tell? I want to tell uh, three friends. Okay. Maybe four. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell Them Jeans. Okay. Also known as Jason Stewart. I'm going to tell Nikki Jaggerman. Okay. In LA. I'm going to tell Chris Black. Okay. And I'm going to tell uh, David Cho. Well, David Cho, spread the word. I, Jeff, would like to shout out once more our friend Tyler C's up in North Idaho, but I want to shout out his wife, Ooh, yeah. Mrs. C's, yeah. for dealing with her husband, going around and shouting to the moon about a waste of time with It's The Real because we shouted him out in last week's podcast. He literally ran around his house screaming because... I just, we shot him out. I just wish there were more people in North Idaho that would hear him. Because I imagine, what I imagine is, that he's got a uh, a ranch mm-hmm. out there in North Idaho. Yeah. And that to spread the word, it takes a little journey into town, into that one stoplight town. Yeah. To tell all the miners and all the people at the country store. Yeah, he hitches his horse to the post. And, and he tells uh, all the folks at the daily... Tribune about a waste of time with it's the real on this funky technology called the podcast. Shout out to our friends up there in Coeur d'Alene, North Idaho. Yeah, Tyler wants us to come to Coeur d'Alene. We are honestly going to put Coeur d'Alene on the map because I don't know that there are actual maps of North Idaho. Well, Jeff, we swung our pickaxes when we were doing videos. We worked the fields with the hose. We <laughs> never died of syphilis out on the Oregon Trail. But I did get dysentery when we did our music. <laughs> we were nothing if not pioneers. Now for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Rats!